not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I am Chris, and with me, as always, is my half-human, half-friendarino, half-pigeon, half-co-host, it's Sam. Some would say I've got a bit of a sweet tooth at the moment, Chris. Mm, I literally have. I just ate a giant piece of cheesecake and I've still got chocolate stuck in my cavity. Oh, <laughs> I've literally you. got a sweet tooth. <laughs> oh, yeah. In, in all senses of the word. We're talking about sweet tooth. We're talking about... It's on Netflix. It's sweet tooth. It's a thing. It is indeed a thing produced by Robert Downey Jr. and his wife as well. Oh, the uh, Down- what's their what's their company called? Is it called Team Downey or something like that? I think it's Team Downey, right? Um, Sweet Tooth Company, Team Downey, I believe. DC Entertainment, Team Downey, yeah. Team Downey, there you go. This is also episode eighty, Chris. We've been going for eighty episodes. Sheesh, sheesh, indeed. Um, yeah, we're chatting about that. And two so- bonus episodes as well. Oh, yeah, you cannot forget. So this is actually episode 83, but, like, you know, episode 80 of our normal scheduled episodes. Yeah, canonically episode 80. (laughs) (laughs) That's a get real canon for you. Uh, Right, well, anyway, we normally start the show by chatting about what we've been watching. What have you been watching, Chris? Oh, jeez, I wasn't expecting this. Um, I mean, I don't know why you wasn't expecting it. We do this every single week. I know, but it's not so much I wasn't expecting it. It was just I haven't really watched much. Um, What have I watched? I've watched Parks and Rec. Um, All of it. Still plowing through that. Oh, no. quite finished it yet. Uh, I think we're like two-thirds of the way through. Yeah. Um, I watched Sweet Tooth. Yeah. All of it. Bloody watch. All of uh, it, no, see. I only watched the first two episodes because we're just doing like a first impressions today. Of course. Um, geez, Any, my mind no. has gone absolutely blank. I've been watching a lot of Critical Role again because their campaign two has just ended. Uh, it ended on Thursday. They went for seven hours. The Jesus last episode was. Zeus. I woke up in the morning in the UK and they were still live in the US. Goodness um, me. That's they're crazy. On, they're in LA, so normally they start at like 3 a.m. our time, and at mm. half nine in the morning they were still going. Well, they've just um, started a new campaign based around the Elder Scrolls, haven't they? Um, I think it's just a one shot or like a mini one that they're doing, but yeah, it is in tandem with Elder Scrolls Online's new expansion. They do sometimes do little one shots, like they did a Doom Eternal themed one, and they did like a Call of Cthulhu one shot and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. So. Yeah, I've been watching that, trying to catch up. Um, but that's pretty much it that's worth talking about. If I have watched anything else, it's not really worth talking about. Okay, fair enough. So, what have you been watching? I, Chris, have been watching One Punch Man. Let's go! Sam's on the anime hype! He's all, well, hype is probably a hyped-up word. Um, yeah, I've, I've uh, been watching the first season. It's pretty fun. Uh, I think, obviously, the English dubbing's really helped me out like enjoying it and mm-hmm. not like it's not too too far for me to push myself to enjoy it it's really yeah. good um i love the humor in it the humor is so so good it's like right up my street 
uh, on the characters. Stay tuned for an anime episode next week, then. Sam's going to watch all <laughs> anime ever, and we're yeah, going to talk about that's anime. It. Seven days of just straight anime. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, might, I might try and find a way of watching uh, season two, because that's not on Netflix. But uh, uh, No, it's on Crunchyroll, but it's only in uh, subtitles. Mm. But it's good, though. It's a good time. I'm enjoying that. Uh, what it else? is very fun. It's very wacky. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the whole... Um, but I guess I better go get up and go kind of thing. <laughs> and I love like the whole how he's just kind of winging it a little bit. It's yeah, it's a good time. Um, just the most chilled out superhero in the world. Yeah, literally, literally until he's not. And that even becomes even better. But yeah, I've been watching that. I've also been watching Sweet Tooth, obviously. I've been watching a little bit of Always Sunny in Philadelphia again. I've really not, I've not really watched too, too much to be fair. Uh, I've just been kind of uh, plowing through some house bits, Chris, because, uh, yeah, I've just moved into Still a place. Moving. So. Yeah, other than that, that's it. It's really what I've been watching. Shall we chat about some news news? Yeah, shall we do trailers first? Because there's only one of them, just to get it out the way real quick. Yeah, why don't you uh, chat a little bit about trailers then? Okay, so the first and only trailer that we're going to talk about this week, there were like a few others, but it was mostly just, you know, like new looks of films that we've already seen trailers for. So this is the only like new trailer. Uh, It was for Reminiscence, starring Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Daniel Wu. Um, uh, It was one of the writers of something, which I've completely forgotten now. So that doesn't Oh, really yeah, I'm matter. familiar. I'm familiar with something. That's a, yeah, that's yeah, a, good, yeah. That's a fantastic. It, it, it was great. It was a great time, something. Um, it, it was something I remember seeing it in the trailer. And I was like, oh, that's noteworthy to talk about. And I completely forgot. Oh, do you remember that, uh, that famous actor, somebody in that film, something? Oh, bro. Uh, when he was in the sequel, you know, something, um, it was even better. <laughs> And then they did the, the the prequel. What's it called? Uh, it was it was it was brilliant. <laughs> so this film is. Uh, I'll give you the the written synopsis that we've got here. A scientist discovers a way to relive your past and uses the technology to search for his long lost love, whilst a private investigator uncovers a conspiracy while helping his clients recover lost memories. Ooh. So sounds, this is uh, Hugh sounds, Jackman's Inception. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like something that we've uh, seen before a little bit. It sounded a little bit similar to... Uh, sort of the, uh, yeah, it sort gave of... me, like, Looper meets Inception vibes. Mm, yeah. Um, some, some would say it's going to be uh, Incepti Spaghetti, because that's it, how that timeline <laughs> timelines tend to go in those It things. did look wibbly-wobbly timey-wimey. Wibbly-wobbly. <laughs> did look like an Inception sandwich. Yeah, no, that's not, that's um, not, maybe not a good thing, though. But, like, this film looks good, and, like, aesthetically, it looks really pleasing. Mm. Um, but there's also this subplot that all the world's water levels have risen, so, like, most cities are now underwater and stuff like that, but nobody's living under the water, they're just in, like, the buildings that you can get to. It's like, where does that seem to come into the plot of him trying to uncover who this lost love is from his past or something like that or if, is it even his lost love or is it when he's going into these memories maybe it's somebody else's and he's just living vicariously through their memories or something like this Ooh, who knows it's a big old mystery who knows i guess that's i was what watching it watch and i was like this out. could kind of be a chris nolan film especially with hugh jackman in it it's like could be it could be because it, it, it's inception right that was a chris it, nolan it, film it, it's Inception, but it's not dreams, it's memories. 
Some would say he's reminiscing <laughs> on his past. This is written and directed by Lisa Joy. Let's see what Lisa Joy's done in the past. I don't recognise the name, so let's have a, a look. Give you a bit of a, a music. Westworld. That's oh. who it is. She's she's one of the co-creators of the new Westworld series. That's why it said in in the goddamn in the, in the goddamn trailer that I've that's got. what it said. So she did pushing daisies, burn notice, and Westworld. So some pretty noticeable go. TV shows there. There you go. There you bloody go. And that's it for trailers, isn't it? Are that that bloody well. Oh, I'm going to surprise you. For, I'm going to surprise you a bloody second here, though. Well, oh, bloody bloody hell. <laughs> Uh, you did also get the final trailer for Black Widow in case you didn't have enough trailers for Black Widow. Well, this is what I said. We just had more trailers. We had another two teasers for Luca as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you watch any of them? Nope. I've seen enough of all of those films, and if I don't want the entire plot of Black Widow spoiling for me, then I'm just going to stay away from the trailers. Yeah, it was one of those where it was like, the moment you've been waiting for the final trailer for Black Widow, it's like, no, the moment we've been waiting for is the film to come out. (laughs) (laughs) The moment you've been waiting for, the same five minutes of footage re-edited in a different order. The final thing you've been waiting for, Bond has finally found the time to die. (laughs) (laughs) Incorrect. He still has not found time no, to die. He's he had a whole never... year and can't do it. <laughs> nope. He he just can't. He just can't manage it. No. But, but anyway, yeah, we had the we had that and other things not worth a mention. So, yeah. but tell you what, there is some bloody news that's worth. Oh, mentioning. Yeah, there is some bloody news. Do you want to keep it bloody MC bloody you to begin with? Well, go on then. You start your MC. Oh, new we've bloody we've news. got him. Um, Taika Waititi announces that Thor 4 has wrapped with a photo of him not playing Korg by the looks of it. He's playing like a new character who's got like helmet and padded armor, but he's doing mocap for the face as well. It, it, no, um, no, it is, it is Korg. Because if you look is above, it? If, yeah, look at the photo. He seems a lot smaller. No, no, look at the photo and look above his head. You're not seeing the big Korg head that's above him. Huh? I'll give you a let second me, to go find it. So yeah, on this photo, it's a photo of them like both turning back, but above Tyker's head, he's got all the um motion capture dots and right above his head there's a big cork head. Like uh, I did not notice this cork head. Like give me a the second. Uh, the Thanos head. I'm still there. loading the Instagram. But it's not it doesn't even look like a cardboard cutout head. It's like a oh, literal bloody head. hell. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's on a giant thing way above him, so they're gonna like CGI like his body to be bigger and stuff, I guess. It's as well. Korg's bloody new get up, mate, it's what it is. It bloody He's well not is, a mate. It rock bloody bloody well is. I thought it was armor, but it's his stony arms. There we go. I'm a big noob, me. But uh, <laughs> we also get a look at Chris Hemsworth looking maybe the swollest he's ever been. Yeah. He looks bigger here than he did in the first lot of photos. Also, he's wearing a sweet vest with what looks like a depiction of uh, Yidrasil, the world tree. Yeah, him. well, it looks like the, he's really packed out for this Hulk Hogan biopic that he's doing, which is obviously news as well. But just to, to move straight into that is that he's been, he's probably like really beefing up more than he already inhumanly is and you know big big man envy from all of that but uh yeah Yeah, so uh, yeah like you said he's in a hulk hogan biopic playing hulk hogan himself that's coming out to netflix later this year i believe Mm -hmm. um but uh hulk hogan actually shared like a cropped version of this photo of chris hemsworth on his instagram and i'm gonna do my best hulk hogan impression for you now the caption says my brother 
has the Hogan pump on Jack. <laughs> Looks like he could slam Andre, brother. H H. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> who needs is- who needs Chris Hemsworth when you've got Chris Warburton over here? <laughs> that was that was fucking Hulk Hogan himself. Um, we had him in the studio to read off his Instagram tweet, his Instagram and tweet, and all that sort of shit. Wonderful. Um, uh, I don't think there's any more MCEU news, but keeping it Marvel related, we did have casting for um, Spider Woman, Jessica Drew in Into the Spider Verse. Mm. Is uh, Issa Rae? who I recognise her face, so I need to search who she is, but she has been cast to do, obviously, the voice for Spider-Woman. I can hear you tapping away furiously to fact-check so you're not giving away fake news <laughs> again. She was in The Lovebirds. What else was she in? I recognise her face so like vividly in my mind. What do I know her from? I've not seen any of this stuff that she's in. <laughs> I've not seen any of this stuff. Why do I recognise her face so much? <laughs> I don't know, but she's been cast as Black... Uh, not Black Widow... Fucking Spider-Woman. I'm going delusional at this point, mate. It's too late on Sunday. Keeping it Marvel-related, we've got first looks of the set of She-Hulk, but it's just all mocap. Mark Ruffalo is on set with dots on his face, probably playing the Hulk. Uh, We would hope he's playing the Hulk anyway. (laughs) I mean, he's going to be playing the Hulk. Do we reckon we're still going to get, like, Professor Hulk? Or are we going back to Bruce Banner? I don't know where this is set in the timeline. I mean, I'm going to assume that it's set... Obviously, uh, past past all the Avengers stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it'll probably be Smart Hulk. Um, do you think we'll ever get him reverting back to Bruce Banner at any point, or do we think he's just Smart Hulk forever now? Maybe he's just Smart Hulk forever now, mate. I mean, why would you go? Uh, back that's the next Hulk the, film, Smart you, Hulk Forever. You've got the best of both worlds, as he said in an Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was it was he was he Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana? You get the Oh no, wait, we don't want a copyright strike, never mind. <laughs> uh, this is actually under the uh working title Clover as well, because Clover's a green, Chris, if you didn't know. The lucky and green. <laughs> thanks for thanks for that little tidbit. Yeah. Alright, Clovers it are indeed green. Keeping it Marvel related, we got new photos of Captain Marvel. Oh no, wait, that's the wrong wrong marvel let's just rewind uh we've got new photos of shazam dc related from shazam fury the gods he's got a new outfit hasn't he chris he bloody well has and do you know what it looks pretty nice except for i'm not a big fan of the new thunderbolt it's a lot smaller yeah it is isn't it and it's not all like glowed up now it's like just solid gold i think well i think the glow is in post because you can tell there's two different types of gold on there so i think it's still going to glow but i think that's in post yeah it looks like he's on some kind of like like flight harness thing on the photo that we've seen. There's like a, a stick behind him, and you can see a couple of cables. Um, yeah, he's ready to do some bloody flying about with some green screens behind the him. The CGI in the cape. The CGI yeah, in the uh, cape. It, I mean, they also CGI'd it in some of the first film as well. Like a lot of people were kicking off, like, "Oh, why are they using a CGI cape?" Like the, most things now use CGI capes. They'll use like hero shots where they don't need the cape to do anything they'll give him a real cape it's just mm. when he's flying around and when he's on cables you can't have a cape because he'll get caught on the cables it looks Chill. like it looks like they've also chilled on the uh the padding of it a little bit as well like the it's probably because he's just got swole himself now yeah he's got proper <laughs> doesn't swole. need any more padding mm. looks good though 
Looks really good. It does. Um, David S. Sandberg actually showed a little video of it as well. It was all in like silhouette, but he's teasing that he's going to show us some stuff soon. Yeah, that's pretty sick. It's also got like that Superman texture to it, you know, that uh, the Man of Steel costumes got. Yeah, I was just so. thinking the same thing. And that kind of makes sense because they, they obviously know each other in canon now because of the end mm-hmm. of Shazam. But uh, yeah. I like how it's got like that, like it's a bit of an eagle wingy kind of thing across the shoulders as well. It's a pretty neat design. He's got a gold belt. He's got gold gre- greaves. Greaves? Gauntlets. Yeah, the, yeah, the forearm. Yeah, greaves. gauntlets is what I'm looking at. Yeah. But yeah, looks sick. Can't wait. And he looks like, it looks, Fury of the Gods is an exciting title because uh, I think this is probably then going to link in with Black Adam, which yeah. we've seen a lot of onset stuff. There's a lot of bloody stuff in production at the moment, isn't there, Chris, when you think about it? Everyone's, you've got bloody, the bloody Andor series, you've got the Obi-Wan series is in production, you've got Fury of the Gods, you've got She-Hulk, you've got all sorts of stuff in production at the moment. What I'll tell you what bloody else is in production, Sam. Smooth ass segue is the Borderlands film. It is, it certainly is, and we have got a lot of bloody silhouettes. Speaking of silhouettes, oh, Chris, we... it's all linking in together. Bloody well is. So yeah, we got silhouettes of all the main cast on this like a black and white staircase, but then we got like a, a group shot of them all together as well. Um and they're giving like little character descriptions out as well for people who aren't like massive fans of the franchise and don't know who they are. But I'll be honest with you, these costumes from the silhouette are looking 100% accurate. Like, they've got bold edges that you don't normally get in, like, real life. Claptrap looks like they've just taken the character model from the game. It looks great. Absolutely fantastic. We've had a lot more casting for the film as well now, fleshing out the rest of the universe with, like, roles like Ellie and Marcus and Nox and um, Moxie and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we were discussing this ourselves off the podcast when these screens uh, when these photos were first being released do we reckon they're going to do something really stylized with this because the costumes are looking super stylized do we reckon Eli Roth might play around with maybe like a self-shaded look at this or something like that because I know he likes to he likes to break conventions with his films well I don't even think it would be that much of a bad choice like I think it would be because that's what you're expecting right I think I think you're expecting it to to pull heavily from the Borderlands aesthetic. Um, yeah. I think either way, as long as it's done tastefully, I mean, even if it was like some parts were done like that maybe, rather than everything, I'm, I don't know. I think I'm just quite open-minded. I'm they could probably also do it with makeup as well, couldn't they? Like mm. We've seen plenty of cosplayers do it, and the, it pulls it off really well. So yeah. it is possible. They've definitely nailed the actors. The only one I'm maybe a little bit sceptical about is perhaps maybe Kevin Hart's... um, What's his name? Roland. Roland, yeah. Maybe when I see the trailer, I'll be a little bit more sold. Um, I don't know. Like, I think Kevin Hart obviously does really well in, like, comedy roles, but Roland, Mm -hmm. to me, is, like, quite a serious character. But it might be a good twist for him to... You know, to be do, to do someone like that, it might be a nice surprise. Yeah, um, I do feel like they might make him a bit more comedic, and maybe have um, Jimmy Lee Curtis as Tannis be sort of like the straight man of like this big comedy bunch. Mm. Obviously, we've got Kate Blanchett as well, who'd probably be a bit more serious as Lilith. Yeah, do you reckon it's going to be more of like a a Kate Blanchett led film? Then do you reckon maybe it's going to be Lilith's story, or do you reckon it's just going to be like um, the group? I feel like. 
from the shots that we've got, I feel like we're getting almost like a Guardians of the Galaxy esque vibe to it because we had mm. who did we have? We had Krieg, Tiny Tina, Tannis, Lilith, Roland, and Claptrap all together. So I reckon we might have like a team up between them. Kate Blanchett might possibly be the lead of it because she was the first one that we got casting news about and stuff, and she is probably the the biggest and most recognized actress out of all of them. Yeah, I just love the the silhouette for Krieg in that group photo. It's just like so spot on. Like his weapons there, you can kind of see the straps a little bit from the psycho mask. Mm-hmm. I just. I just it's one of those things that I'm really excited to see even just behind the scenes shots of, you know, just like yeah. set photos or something, but it seems like it's all being very, very like kept very under wraps right now, the bits that they're shooting. Sam's uh, going like full on palpatine, like I'll be watching your career with great anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will though, because it's also written by the person who worked on Chernobyl as well. And yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, it's set to release sometime in 2022. I know it's obviously had um, the Gearbox founder, that guy, Randy Pitchford, who's like who's like basically the voice of Borderlands across everything. I know mm-hmm. he's been on set, like working really closely with it. So I think you can just expect it to be very true to what Borderlands fans want. So yeah, um, yeah. it might be, I'm going to dare say it, Chris, it might be a damn good video game movie. It it it's got the potential from the cast and the crew and everything like that. It's got the potential to be possibly the best video game movie we've ever had, which won't be too hard to do. I mean, but also, I mean, Sonic wasn't. It's terrible. easy to fuck up. Sonic wasn't terrible. Wasn't terrible. Uh, I think Sonic's probably the best one we've got so far, and I think that this, and maybe the new Tomb Raider movie. This has definitely got the chops to overtake it. Also, we had a look at, um, we saw on set that we've got uh, Oliver Richard, or Richard, is playing Crom, and he just looks absolutely massive. He makes Krieg look tiny. (laughs) Uh, So, we're getting some beefy boy psychos in this. I just can't remember who Crom is. I saw this, and I I googled him, but I I just don't remember Crom from Borderlands. Was Was he a bad guy? Was he like um, an enemy that you fight or something? Yeah, he was. I think he was from the first game. Yeah. Um, I think he was one of the early bosses that you had in that. Yeah. Possibly. Which is quite um, fun. Bandit leader, third actual boss enemy in Borderlands. Yeah, so he's an early on boss that you have. And then you've got, obviously, the... Uh, the uh, What's the, the comedy duo again? You're the guy, pain from, and terror. Yeah, you've got them in there as well. That's uh, the in the 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 acting for that. Sorry, the casting for that is also like spot on as well. Um, <laughs> well, you've got you got Penn and Teller playing the parody version of Pain and Terror, <laughs> which was based off Penn and Teller. So yeah, yeah, you couldn't get better casting than the guys it's meant to be. Yeah, literally. Right, I can uh, do you want to? I can tell you something about something that isn't in production, Chris, and that's bloody uh, Jupiter's Legacy season two. It's a bit <laughs> of a shame because that's what we spoke about last week. But... Uh, did we curse it? Who knows? But we did make a joke, like after, like in the post roll, you know, after our outro last time, we started making jokes about bloody Jupiter descending, and it turns out <laughs> we foreshadowed the future, and it definitely did yeah, descend Jupiter, rapidly. Jupiter descended. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they but they are moving forward with other Miller World properties which are based in the same universe. So um they've ordered to series Super Crooks uh and an anime series as well based in the same world as Jupiter's Legacy. So Yeah. Uh Josh Dummel uh Duhamel Duhamel <laughs> I'm butchering it. Um, who plays the Utopian uh, did like a little nod towards Hulu. He was like, hashtag hey Hulu in his like ripped Santa photo that he posted on Instagram. And uh, <laughs> seeing whether or not that uh, someone else would maybe pick up the property. But it was a bit uh, weird because it's think- tricky though because Netflix owns the rights to Miller World. So Netflix would have to sell off this property. Ah, in order to do it, yeah, yeah. It's, a, hmm, it's a shame. I think it, I think we were really open about a season two, but I just don't think Netflix are in a position where they want to take risks just in case people stay on board with it. Yeah, they might see maybe how Super Crooks goes, and then maybe go back to a season two if you get more like a shared universe thing going. Maybe more people will be up for it. It might yeah. boost the numbers of Jupiter's Legacy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it might just be a little bit sour for, you know, getting actors back though. Yeah. Like, you know, after after they basically said that it's 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 you know, it's sacked. Yeah, so, they yeah. they Netflix haven't officially said that it's cancelled, but they said like for the time being we're just moving ahead with these properties, so it's Oh <laughs> it's of, a weird place yeah, for it. Yeah, they're just kind of saying it but not saying it. Yeah. Shadow counselling, as people used to call it. Shadow counsel, shadow counselling. Whoa, <laughs> you're thinking of Star Wars, the Shadow Council. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Palpatine's running everything from the shadows. Uh, Donnie um, Yen, talk. Ooh, oh, 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 Donnie, Donnie Yen will star Donnie alongside <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Rina Sawayama in John Wick Chapter 4. That's a little bit of casting for you. Why wasn't Donnie Yen in this franchise already? You know what I mean? Like, one of the most kick-ass martial arts actors on the planet. Get him on it. Get yeah, him on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ip Man versus John Wick. Get the crossover film going. And what did I interrupt you saying? Well, I was going to tie in the, the Palpatine to Star Wars news that for Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie, she has brought over Elaine Benetto, who is the production designer for Wonder Woman. She's brought her over to production design the Rogue Squadron film. So we've got some news. That film's still going ahead. It had gone a bit quiet on it, but things things are moving. Gears are, gears are in motion. Well, is... Is I think we spoke about this last time, but Taika Waititi's film is probably next in production, isn't it? I think that's what we heard, yeah. So maybe he's, like, maybe we just haven't had any announcements of what cast and crew he's bringing on at the moment. Um, but we know Patty Jenkins is, like, building her team for this. Yeah, so obviously we've got loads upon loads of uh, Star Wars TV shows coming out. Uh, which mm-hmm. is kind of where they where Disney's put all its focus right now for Disney Plus, which makes sense. Um, all its eggs in the Disney Plus basket, you could say. So we actually, the way it's actually going is that they've not. I don't think they've confirmed anything for when Andor's coming out. I think Andor's probably looking like twenty twenty two, but we've got Book of Boba Fett in twenty twenty one, like December time, which is crazy to think that that's already pretty much done. 
Yeah, uh, and we've not heard anything about it. <laughs> no, and that stayed super quiet. That stayed so quiet. Um, Mandalorian Season 3, Ahsoka, Ranger, well, Rangers of the New Republic is off the table for a bit. Uh, Andor. Shadow cancelled. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Acolyte, Rogue Squadron. And then we've got the untitled Taika Waititi. Oh, right, so they're pretty much, yeah, it's all pretty much up in the air right now. So there you go. Well, there you go. It's it's a whole smorgasbord of things going on over at Star Wars. It is. But good good stuff coming out from them recently with The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. I've not really watched The Bad Patch, though. I've not been keeping up with it. I'm going to catch up because I think the last episode has just aired, so I think I'm going to catch up this week because we both said we kind of wanted to binge it. I have seen, though, that apparently there was some sort of animation errors or something like that in oh. episode six, and oh. I went to I went to look into it to find the news story, but they were like major spoilers for The Bad Batch, so I'm going to wait and watch it, and then we can talk about that maybe next week if we want to talk about Bad Batch or something like that. Oh, dear. So uh, apparently there's some sort of production animation error in the last episode. You know, you get a trillion dollar company or a billion dollar company like that and they can't bloody do their animations right, Chris. Bloody, bloody hell. Saying bloody, that, they can't bloody do, hell. They couldn't do the trilogy right either, could they? But here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, have you got any more little bits? We've spoken about quite a lot of news. Or should we get into the main I just topic? wanted to tuck into a big bar of chocolate and get those like sweet teeth going, you know what oh. I mean? No savoury for me tonight, just just some hardcore dessert action. But, Chris, if I scratch your ear at the back, does your leg go at the same time? What bloody well does. does it? <laughs> Tell you what, I'll have a good scratch on the back of the head. Right. We're doing the first impressions of Sweet Tooth. So we're only reviewing... We're only... With first impressions, the way it works is we tend to review the first two episodes of a series. Whether or not you want to jump in on it, it's up to you. We're just going to give our first impressions on it, and we'll tell you probably whether we're going to keep watching it or not. Uh, we don't tend to really split this into spoilers, because to be honest with you, we don't really talk anything spoilery within the first two episodes. So you don't need to really freak out too much about the uh, about the bloody time codes at the bottom. Uh, but they will be there anyway, but we're this whole thing's kind of spoilers for the first two episodes. Um, but there's the whole thing's out, so if you want to go binge the whole entire thing, then go for it. Um, but yeah, so Sweet Tooth, um, the big names behind this is obviously uh, the Downies. So it's uh, Robert Downey Jr. and his wife who are heading the production behind this. And I'll tell you what, Chris, let's talk about the production so far. Let's talk about that first. Uh, production quality, this this looks really nice. It looks really brilliant. And the like, it, you can tell it's got the kahoonies behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... I likened this to, like, his visual styles. Like, it reminded me of sort of like a Netflix show that we saw, like, a few years ago, but in that really nice sort of polished way. You know what I mean? Like, it was really pleasing every shot of it, and the way it was paced was, like, really nice. So, yeah, like, the production design of this is, like, incredible, getting, like, the the hybrid human animals and stuff like that. Like, everything about it just ticks the right boxes, considering it was, like, quite an intriguing, rough sort of art style. The way that they brought it to life, I think, was really nice. Yeah, it kind of reminded me. I can't remember of the what the film was called, but is it Hunt for the Wilder People? It kind of gives me that kind of... The Taika Waititi one with Sam Neill and the kid from Deadpool 2 in it. 
Yeah, but not quite like the obviously not with that kind of humor, but it gives me that sort of vibe to it a little bit in terms yeah. of like obviously it's all very foresty and what have you. Um Do you yeah. know why it probably gives you that same vibe? Because this was shot in New Zealand. Oh, I see. So it could be the that's, same forest. That's probably a big reason why it gives you that sort of vibe. I've, I've <laughs> probably heard shot in the exact same location. There's only one forest in New Zealand, but it's <laughs> massive. Right? The rumours say if you head to the one forest in the middle of New Zealand, you will find a production company filming a TV show. And I've heard that that fence in Sweet Tooth is actually the border of New Zealand. The border of what? It's a fucking <laughs> island. <laughs> no, sorry, that's the border of that's the Lord of the Rings border because when he goes over when he, when he eventually goes over that fence in right, episode, so you leave episode, New Zealand and you head into Mordor. Sorry, yeah, uh, he's gone into Middle Earth then because he starts running across mountains that I'm like, duh, 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 duh. it's like, oh, they're on the way to Moria now. That's where they're off to, boys. Oh, brilliant. Um, um, but yeah, it looks. Do really we want nice. to briefly give a synopsis of like what the plot is before we dive too heavily into what's going on? Before give it some context, you know. So what I mean? let me see whether I've got this right. Let me. I'll. I'll it kind of reminds me a little bit so far because obviously we've only watched the first two episodes, so I get the same kind of feelings of the um, the film we were talking about before with uh, Hugh Jackman. Reminiscence. Reminiscence? Yeah, uh, it gives me that. So, obviously, it's about these hybrid people appear, which are like half human and, no, sorry, maybe three quarters human and a quarter animal, maybe. They're like animal instincts and they've got like features that reflect that of so the the kid's got antlers and deer ears and then there's a kid that's got a pig nose and pig ears and it's like they're kind of like human-y people. No, humany yep. animals, but more human than what they are animal. But, yeah. well, we think so anyway. But it, obviously then there's also this disease called the sick, which to me just feels a bit like that's just to give an excuse and just make things look a little bit more difficult, I guess, and just have a pandemic happen all. Now, it's probably linked at some point. I'm assuming that we'll find out that something is caused something and that's related to these people and it's all we'll, we'll talk the theories later because I, I have got a theory about that so anyway there's a there's the coronavirus happens but it's called the sick <laughs> it makes people's faint little fingers twitch and that's when you know when you've got the virus and you need to go get it sorted out or, or, you, or you die um and then there's also people who are half human half animal the world's gone a bit crazy the internet's not a thing anymore apparently um, <laughs> that's the biggest thing it's a bit like the road. You've got to be careful because people are poaching humans, but poaching the humans that are kind of animals. And there's yep. a kid, and he's got his dad, and then he runs away. His dad <laughs> dies. So this this is based off a comic book by Jeff Lemire as well, and it was pitched um, as Mad Max meets Bambi, which Mad Max. It is very much like a road movie like Fury Road or Love and Monsters yeah, or Zombieland yeah, it's definitely mixed more, with Bambi. Definitely more Love and Monsters than what it is Mad Max. Yeah, well, Love and Monsters wasn't a thing when the comic book was released and pitched. As long but as this comic it. book's still ongoing. It's only ending this August, so it's been going since 2009, and it's only going to be ending this year. Look, all I'm going to say is that I'm just hoping then if they compare it to Mad Max meets Bambi, 
this is what, an eight-episode thing? So as long as at episode four, he doesn't, like, decide to turn back round and go back to the hut. <laughs> Shit, gotta go back to Yellowstone. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. That was the one, that's the one pet peeve I've got about Mad Max is, like, they went there and then it was like, no, you need to turn back round. Nah, like... I think that's the charm of Fury Road. Like, it was the realisation, it was like, fuck, this is the last bastion, so it just becomes, like, a race to get back. Before they were, like, trying to escape, and now they're like, right, we've got to go fucking through now, and we need to race our way back there. I think that's, like, the biggest charm of the story. Fair play. Each to their own, some may say. I think Fury Road is one of the best films that we've had oh, since yeah. the year 2000. Yeah, it is a quality film. It's just that bit. I just, I don't, I remember I had problems with it when I first watched it, but I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, fair enough. It's still a pretty so, good film. Jeff Lemire that wrote this also wrote Old Man Logan. So if you're getting some like apocalypse Logan-y vibes to it, you know. He wrote the, he wrote the comic, sorry, not the... He wrote the comic book, yeah. Not the film. No. Okay. Good. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Lemire's fucking quality, and it, it, it's surprising that it's kind of taken this long to get more of his stuff adapted. Um, well, you I could g- say that about a lot of good comic creators. Like, when was the last time we saw anything adapted from Brian K. Vaughan? Well, I'm I still keep, waiting for that saga adaptation. I keep getting like the odd feeling in this where it it feels like it's going to go super super dark. Like, I, I'm waiting for it. Like yeah, there was that moment in episode two, like, um, in that lodge, and it did seem, like, kind of dark. Like, any film where a kid is being hunted is kind of dark. Um, yeah, of course. And he decided the... to get a bit snotty with his action and his violence and stuff like that, and you're like, okay. Yeah, okay. and the, the, the white eyes in the dark as freaky as anything. Like, <laughs> like when when that uh, mum, like, jumped after she switched the light off, I was I went and watched that back, like, twice, because I was like, Christ, that is a bit freaky, isn't it? It's a bit like, <laughs> it's a bit like the eyes in Parasite. It's a bit like that bit in Parasite. It's like, ooh. <laughs> Where they just pop up over the stairs. Oh, yeah. Creepy. Horrible. Um, what did you think of, like, the child acting in this, then? Christian uh, Converi. Yeah, so the kid who plays Gus, the deer kid. Yeah. Sweet Tooth. Um, Sweet Tooth himself. I love, just just take quick, I loved the bit where um, the big man just said, all right, it needs a, yeah, yeah, you're Sweet Tooth. I've said the thing. <laughs> we said the thing. It's called Sweet Tooth. He said the name of the thing in the thing, everybody. That's Woo! it. In episode one. Woo! Roll credits. Well, credits job done um but yeah i thought i think he's quality i think he's pretty good i i really enjoyed the bits where it was the where after after what happened with his dad uh, and he's kind of like living on his own a little bit he's dead charming um it doesn't feel mm-hmm. very wooden and i think that's sometimes a problem with like child actors um yeah but more of the case like it didn't even feel very wooden when it was that young like even younger kid actor before it was that the one who's playing him now yeah i think it was quite well done like how they managed to get like performances like that out of them i think it was quite good yeah what do you think of the uh the music choices in this the music's really good yeah like it gave it like quite a cinematic like flair to it like the orchestral stuff but then like they have got bits of music and stuff like that in it, it yeah it, i think it's just really good i think the whole thing is working really well together it, feel, it made it yeah i've finished episode two and i haven't had chance to watch any more than that but i'm kind of itching to watch it because i want to see the story unfold but also it's just a really 
good-looking, pleasing show, and it's edited really well as well. I love the narration as well. The James Brolin, who's play, who's narrating it, um, I really like that. Like, it's very... It gives very me, sweet. like, strong, like, um, almost Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events vibes, the voiceover in it. Mm. Yeah, for sure, actually. Yeah, that's a good good comparison. And mm. it feels very indie, indie cinematic. Like, that's what... I, I keep reminding myself that this is, like, going to finish in, like, 45 minutes after I've started watching it. And then having to then start another another episode. And obviously it's Warner Brothers and having that like Warner Brothers symbol come up with in like the fur or whatever, it just makes me feel like I'm about to start watching a movie. So I don't know whether that's a that's a credit to the to the writing or what have you, or whether that's even a credit to the production because it it feels like you said, it feels very cinematic with like the music choices and stuff, but visually as well, like for a TV show it's way, way ahead of a lot of other stuff. It's yeah. just, I mean, budget-wise, I don't know where it's at, but obviously, you know, if it's got the downies behind, behind it, it's going to have a decent budget. But it, it's just so charming. And it's, like I said, the, it's very cinematic. It's very indie uh, feeling. And, yeah, I think that just... I think it shows in, obviously, the, the ratings as well. Like, just to talk about the ratings dead quick... An eight point three out of ten on IMDb and ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. And in terms of the Rotten Tomatoes, its um, audience score is ninety three as well. So it's it's smashing it. And for something like this, I'm I'm really really surprised. Like I don't know. Like I when I started watching it, I thought, hmm, yeah, you know, it's it takes a minute. I'm going to say it's probably a bit of a slow burn because once you get to episode two, you are a little bit more invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was expecting maybe to see the reviews for this and it maybe just be kind of like a bit average. But knowing that the reviews are really good, then I'm actually quite excited to see where we end up in episode seven and eight, really, and where yeah. what, it, what it sets up and what happens because it really doesn't tell you much in the first two episodes about where the worlds are at the moment. Yeah, it sets it up enough that like we understand what's happening and we understand sort of where like the world is, but we don't have a real sense of it yet because we haven't seen it. We've just heard about it, so it leaves enough intrigue there that you're just like chomping at the bit to find out more. Like every time like we get like outsiders or new characters come in that I'm really excited. Like when we had like these like hybrid hunters almost on the road and stuff like that. I'm I'm intrigued to see what's going on with them and this we've got a tease of a sanctuary for hybrids and stuff like that. Mm. So I think the world building's definitely there. I'm wondering if we're maybe gonna get like a like Robert Downey Jr. might be saving himself for like a big role in like season two or three, maybe. Do you reckon he'll make Maybe he's going to be like is a leader this? of a like civilization or something. Is he is he confirmed to be in this somewhere? He's not, but I'm just I'm just wondering if he's like holding himself a little role somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to mention really quick that Christian Convery who plays Gus, he's 11 years old. Yeah. He's 11. I thought I thought he was a bit older playing younger, you know what I mean? I thought he was like 14, 15 playing younger. Yeah. But you know when we see like like the kid from uh, uh, Jojo Rabbit, 
Uh, yeah. And that was like his first breakthrough role, right? Mm-hmm. This kid's been around for ages. Like, I'm just scroll. I'm just looking through his IMDb now, and he's been in stuff with like Steve Carell, John Cena. He was in um, Venom as well. Uh, oh, okay. he, he he was also in uh, Legion. He was in Supernatural. So he's been in quite a bit. I mean, props. Yeah, to yeah. Him. So he's been in some good, like like Supernatural was his second gig. Back in 2016. He's done more in his 11 years on this earth than what I've done in my full entire life. So, I mean, perhaps. <laughs> he's done more in the last five years than we've probably done. Combined. <laughs> yeah. He started acting when he was six years old. Props Jeez. to the guy. Jeez. You know what, Chris? I always tell you this story about when I was in a, the Argos catalogue, right? <laughs> but it was before it was even called Argos, right? And I always sometimes think to myself, where would I be now? <laughs> if your parents just pushed you down that like little child star route you'd be on like QVC and stuff like that oh, yeah. wouldn't you now you'd be like <laughs> you'd be in you'll be in adverts where like you would say the line but then they didn't like your voice so they would get someone to overdub it really badly no, I'd be in I'd be in adverts where people don't even speak like uh like toothbrush adverts or toothpaste <laughs> adverts the ones where you're not talking to the dentist it I always think that you would have been the little kid, you know, in like the Glade adverts, you know, where the kid like goes to use the bathroom at his mum's house and he's like, ah, someone's doing a stinky shit in there, I'm going to go do a poo at Paul's. I like to think that would have been you. I could have been the poo at Paul's kid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you got, That's you such got... a deep cut reference, which I know everyone our generation <laughs> from the UK is going to understand. Anyway, have you got much else to say about Sweet Tooth? <laughs> trying to trying to get this train back on track. Uh, I think this is a really good show, you know, and I'm really excited to watch more. Also, that first hybrid that we saw, which was like a puppy and baby hybrid, was goddamn the cutest thing I think I've ever seen. It should have been horrifying. Like, the chicken one that we saw straight afterwards was horrifying, but the puppy one is adorable. Like, what's cuter than puppies and babies? A puppy baby. (laughs) It it really makes me wonder, like, when they're talking about the poachers and they say, oh, your head will be up on, like, some person's wall or whatever. It's like, basically, it's just like you're putting a human's head on a wall. It's like just, it's only just about weird that it's an animal. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're still human enough that it's like... That's like deadliest game type thing. It just seems weird thing. because it's like, even if the world did go to shit in the end, I mean, there's there's probably lots of other things that would be a problem other than the internet going down, right? Which they keep talking Animalism. about. Yep, and there's, <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, there's still animals around, you know, like they keep seeing the deer and the, the stag and stuff, or do they? Or do they? That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but why, why, why resort to that? I don't know. I feel like that stag's going to play off later on. Like, I think, like, maybe it's something, maybe once people die of the sick, maybe they become an animal or something, maybe. I don't know. But I think we're going to see that stag fuck someone up with those giant horns, and it's going to teach Sweet Tooth to use his horns as a weapon or something. Oh, so this is your uh, your speculation now. So, So, okay, yeah, if we want to go into spoilers, I don't know what happens in this. I've never read the comic book or anything like that. Okay, we're, so we're no, talking about no, how it could spoilers. get spoilers. Not spoilers, then. Not spoilers, but like 
potentially if my harebrained things come true. <laughs> my theory is, because we said, like, this might go dark, we've got the subplot of the doctor and the cure for the sick and stuff like that, and he says that, like, what the doctor was doing was going against everything that he holds, like, ethically dear to him, um, and he can't bring himself to do that sort of thing. I reckon she's probably experimenting on hybrid kids, and that's why those two hunters that were trying to get Sweet Tooth in the first episode, they were like, oh, no, nah, we're gonna, not going to give him to the poachers. We're going to take him out east. Like, he's more valuable than this. So I think it's, like, they're trying to get, like, one of every animal hybrid and maybe, like, run tests on them. And that's maybe why this guy doesn't want to do it, because he doesn't want to test on children, especially not, like, half-human children. Um, I think that's where, like, the darkness is going to come in and we might get, like, this look of maybe, like, this internment camp of hybrids or something like that where they're being, like, tortured and experimented on. Do you reckon maybe the the experiments are related to... Do you reckon maybe that when they're trying to find the cure for the sick... Because I can't remember what came first in the in the first episode... It was it was the sick was seen first, but it was pretty much at the same time that hybrids started to appear. Do you reckon? So maybe, people think it's linked. Yeah. Do you reckon maybe that the tests that they've done to try and fix the sick? Do you reckon maybe that's caused people to turn hybrid? It could possibly be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also thinking whenever I see you know like when they were jittering almost like they were jittering like the hands dead fast weren't they when they had the sick mm. and for some reason that like looked like it, it gave me like pure like hummingbird vibes so I'm wondering if it's something that's come from like maybe the sick was caused by like maybe almost like a bird flu or a swine flu or something like that mm. and then that is in some way connected to Maybe if a pregnant person had it, like it, they got. That's where the hybrids came from, or something. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but that gave me like real like animal vibes. Is what's like some of the symptoms of the sick is. Yeah, Uh, well, this is a good thing about it so far, as it's not like had to set up too much. It's not like it's leaving a lot of questions unanswered, Mm -hmm. which hopefully, I, I mean. I probably wouldn't even mind right now if they don't get paid off until, like, late. Like, really late. Like, last episode or a tease leading into season two or three. Yeah, yeah, because it's interesting enough. As long as they don't kind of, like, walk in dead it, where it's like they try to explain someone knows all the answers and then he dies or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, well... Robert Kirkman always said that he didn't want there to be, like, a definitive reason to why the outbreak happened but then at like the end he was like okay i need to give some closure as i'm wrapping this up so i'll give you some context and i think that's what they're going to explore in the film mm-hmm. so they they could do something here like i think they need some sort of definitive answer to explain why the fuck this fucking animal human hybrid yeah <laughs> somebody I mean, just fucking animals out there because not only <laughs> well not only have you got like this the the thing of the sick but then you've got that i feel like there has to be answers or at least yeah. one of them has to be answered to by the end of the season at least this gave me like really strong why the last man vibes as well which is i, I forgot this in the news I actually got um we got our first look at why the last man the director of cinematography is like was pushing that sort of stuff out but that's coming through fx later on this year in september but it gave me this really sort of vibes like 
there's post-apocalyptic stuff going on, but there's this real deep mystery um, to it. And obviously, like that's a road mo- uh, road series as well. So I th- feel like we're getting a lot of stories like this, and it's going to be which one can pay off their mysteries better. Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to get like Walking Dead syndrome where they drag it out too long, or maybe Lost where they drop the ball on the mystery later on and stuff like that? Or are we going to actually get something that pays off? Hopefully, something that pays off. Um, well, are you going to keep watching then? You probably already. I'm definitely going to watch the rest of this series. Yeah, yeah. And then once I finish season one, if it carries on the way that it's going, I'm definitely going to be hooked for a season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll hold my judgment on that for now until I've watched the rest of season one. But I think I think I'm going to be happy with it. Sounds good. I agree with you totally. I think we're both on the same same uh, page with that. Uh, but anyway, that wraps up our first impression of Sweet Tooth. Um, make Hopefully sure you... we haven't cursed it like we did with Jupiter's Legacy. <laughs> well, we've not said anything bad about it. We, we haven't We haven't made the joke that it's going to uh, become a bitter tooth rather than a sweet tooth. Oh, yeah, is, has this sweet tooth got a cavity? Find out at the end of season one. I don't think it has. I think the audience scores are probably... And because the whole thing's out now, I think we would have known. Are you saying that this series is a set of pearly white smilers, no braces needed? It's like the nice bit of like it's like a very nice selection box. You know what I mean? Like where <laughs> where you where you almost like everything in it, and it's very very rare. So nobody, it, nobody it's likes a selection box without the nutty ones in it. You know, nobody likes the bounties. You know what I mean? The bounties. I fucking love a bounty. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> this is an argument for another time. <laughs> anyway, make sure you follow us and uh, liking the pages at Get Real Pod. That's across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, let us know what you think of Sweet Tooth. Is it something that you're going to keep watching? Um, do you have you read the comic as well? And how does it stand up versus the comic? Uh, if you're a bit old school, you can also email us at GetRealPodUK at gmail dot com. Chris, how can people support the podcast? Best way to support the podcast is to leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to us, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, any of the above, or if you want, like, mm, creme de la creme way of doing that is head over to Podchaser, leave us a rate and review on there, and it'll syndicate it. It'll hybrid it to all the other uh, podcast distributors out there. Um, So you just need to leave one rate and review, and it leaves you on every platform. It's great. But if you don't want to do any of that, the even better way to do it, the absolute chef's kiss that we would love you for entirely, is to share us with a friend, share us out on your social medias. Whenever you see us, put a post out there, just hit retweet, hit like, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, favourite those videos, all that sort of stuff. And just, yeah, share share us about. The more people who know about us, the more we'll grow. That's the best way to support the podcast. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Oh, uh, oh, I thought we were just doing a cold end then. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say goodbye as well. Yep, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Um, bye-bye. You've got to pick an animal that you would be a hybrid with. What animal Elephant. Ele- Elephant? That was very quick. Elephants are my favourite animals. Or, yeah, because the bird ones look weird. So, like, an elephant, I'd have, like, big tusks and a big old trunk. Mm. I'd be a bird. But I'd take wings. Yeah, but the bird ones looked really uggo. You know yeah, what I mean? Take wings, though. But being able to fly, yeah. Mm. Imagine if somebody cho- uh, chose a naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm able to dig real well, but I look like a 
unsheathed penis. <laughs> <laughs> Naked mole rat human oh. hybrid. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Fade it out. Fade it out from there. <laughs>